The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We'll pause while Adam adjusts his nuts, Ooh. his nutsack. They're cashews. They have cashews for testicles. Well, I'll cash you. Rich in omega-3s. I don't even know if that's true. Should we start over? <laughs> Welcome Seems to like one you of... think we should. Oh my God, now we should. Okay. No, not really. <laughs> we always forge ahead. Yeah. Look, I'll throw in an extra checkpoint. So... That failure is obliterated from the record. Fair. But this is one-upsmanship, as you could tell from the checkpoint sound effect. Yeah. Me, Michael Swaim. Me, I'm here with friend. Adam Ganser. Adam Ganser, he good friend. <laughs> we good friend together. And today we're going to be talking about... Halo. Video game. Halo. Halo. Combat Evolved. Colon, Combat Evolved. The first one. Not to be confused with Halo, Colon Evolved. About sentient organs that... Fair enough. All right. Who's doing the speed run this time? Let's I believe dive it's right your in. turn, sir. Okay, then let's hit another checkpoint. Start that clickety clock. Mm. Halo Combat Evolved is the first major breakout game from Bungie, whose whole lineage basically includes the marathon games for Macintosh, which, as you're, if, if you're old enough to remember, FPS gaming on Macintosh that were Mac exclusives didn't have a long shelf life or go well. Hmm. So Marathon's largely unknown because it really wasn't on PC. It was, it was loyal to Mac, which was a bad idea being a video game. Uh, it, I think it's available on Steam now, so we're all good. Wow. But Marathon, uh, there was Marathon 1 and 2, and then they switched over to consoles, and their first console entry was this, Halo Combat Evolved. It is one of the granddaddies of the FPS genre. Actually, I would compare it more to Unforgiven, uh, or basically the idea of there was a period where spaghetti, before which spaghetti westerns ha- served a certain template and were a certain way, and afterwards, westerns were obliged to be a different way and embrace a new set of tropes. Because there are certainly uh, many FPSs that predate, it, you know, it doesn't beat Duke Nukem or Doom or Wolfenstein right. in terms of inventing the idea of walking around, clicking to shoot at something. But... It invented so many tropes that proved so enduringly popular with fans that much like Call of Duty, it became embedded in 
the fabric of our lives. And basically, really did. from that point on, there were always Halo games in the works or coming out soon. Yep. And there still are to this day, although Bungie, at some point, uh, that actual creative team diverged from and sold the property to Microsoft and basically, I would argue, and you'll argue back, remade the property as Destiny, their current franchise. Fair enough. Uh, and this is a speed run. We, it's a speed run, so I'm not gonna get into the tropes that it changed. Just think of it as an FPS. And when we get to game on, we'll mention all the things that make it unique. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I should mention is, of course, the incredibly iconic main character, Master Chief. I think has been elevated to the point of like a James Bond or a Mickey Mouse or you know? Mario. Uh, yeah. He is a, he's not mute, which I very much appreciate. Yeah, he's he's not. able to talk, but he's a guy whose face you never see. Who's like a green guy, a guy in a green body armor. Who's a badass. And he's in all the games. We, we, we know he's a white Master guy. Chief. We've seen that he's a white guy in the most recent, from Halos. what his hands or something. Nope. We saw a little bit of his face in, in Halo five. So we're definitely not going to get a Samus reveal. Exactly. Where it's T'Challa. That would be right. dope, but that would have been, been cooler. I agree. Uh, and it's not a it's not a girl. We definitely Correct. won't get a Samus reveal unless the face mask lowers your voice to, so everyone sounds like a dude. But we we, we know they're women Spartans from other games, right? So. And their armor Correct. is built differently, I assume. I don't know. Um, do you remember that? Stop the clock. Do you remember the right before we do the rants? Yeah. The ad campaign for I think four that was live action footage treated like a tribute to the soldiers of World War II. It was kind of got backlash. Oh no. It was like an old veteran with tears in his eyes um, approaching a monument of the war between the covenant and humans. It had to be four then because that's where the story was between three and four. And it was live action and it really looked like intentionally aping like, take this as seriously as soldiers who died in World War II. Yeah. And it was such a cool, visually cool commercial, but the backlash was immediately like, right. did you make some poor old man pretend to be a veteran for your stupid alien game? That's fucked up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even if that would be how they felt in your story. It's realistic in their timeline. Right. right. Like, st- still don't do that. There yeah. was something I think it bugs people more because it was a, h- a highly polished live action film shoot yeah. rather than being an in-game cinematic or something. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, it's rant time. Oh well, let me let me add a couple other details because yeah. they will matter. One is this was released in two thousand one by Bungie, and it was the launch title for the original Xbox. Right. That's number one. Oh, of course, it's become indelibly associated with Xbox and Microsoft. Correct, yeah. and it uh, did not feature online multiplayer, which became a staple of console gaming with Halo Two. Uh, that Halo 2 was the game that introduced that to Halo consoles. I thought Halo 2 only had LAN multiplayer. No, only no? Halo 1 had LAN multiplayer. Had LAN only, because we would have yes. to have LAN parties to Halo yes. each other. Yes, and yeah. even though I don't think this metric matters that much, I do think it matters in terms of shaping a conversation about the legacy of a game. <sighs> Me tell you, this, Adam, he good. This <laughs> <laughs> There's been recently a number of top 100 lists made, including IGN. They just recently released one. They named this game 13 all-time, which is a pretty high mark. For a game of this of this type, just wanted to mention that. It also received a ninety-seven on I Metacritic. Hate how much you love mentioning these lists? I love I put it. No stock. It's like if you tell me who won Best Picture some year, I'm like, who gives a shit? It's like that's like a corrupt, empty organization. We our job. I'm is not to, saying IGN right is as corrupt as fine. Hollywood. Sure, but I I don't care about anyone else's opinion of art that I played for 80 hours Fair enough. by the, by our 80, I know what I think about it. But, and 
that's fine, but and we are talking show... about the social impact of this game, and that's, that's part true. of it. Good, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying that's why this show delves into like, yes. well, how did it make you feel, rather than just being like, play or don't play, 85 out of 100. Agreed. I think that's too diminishing. Yeah, I agree. Want to do some rants? I think I just did one. Mm, no, I don't think so. No, but on the on the structure of the show, not the game. Yeah, <laughs> I did the speed run, so you go. Yep. Okay. Checkpoint so rant now. Great. I'll do it now. Uh, do it live. Okay. So uh, this is the only Halo game with a story that matters, uh, in my opinion. The rest of them are less good story wise, and I include two. Okay, in I was that. like, define not mattering though. I mean, they matter because Halo is fundamentally a campaign game, even though it's. Big no, it's it's known for its multiplayer and it's got a big story and canon and stuff. This is the only game that I think the story is actually good. I think the rest of them are fine. Um, sometimes they're contrived. That's my opinion. People are gonna get mad about that. People fans seem to really like two and reach for story, and I think one is much better. Uh, this game, I played it when it came out, so it has a kind of nostalgic appeal to me. Uh, having recently played it, we've definitely moved forward. It's definitely archaic in terms of gameplay now for many reasons, but you still have to kind of admire the incorporation of the grenade, which is like a thing that every fucking game has now in first-person shooter. Uh, The fact that the vehicle controls are actually pretty good, even though they're not standard vehicle controls. Um, The music in this game is some of the best in any video game ever, maybe the best. It's really good. Uh, And it's basically just alien Slash aliens. So you think it's the best game soundtrack? Some of it, yeah. I think we could do an hour-long episode about what's the best we game could. soundtrack. We could. This would be in there. No oh doubt. Oh, my God, no. It absolutely would. But There's Destiny no doubt about is that. built... De- Destiny soundtrack beats the a- kicks the ass of Halo soundtrack. No way. Because it's all the same impulses, but with a bigger budget and more ambitiously done. Disagree. I, right. And I'm not talking about how good the music is on like waves and notes and shit. I'm not talking about that. Oh, I'm talking about memorable. I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about... This is a memorable loop from gaming that everybody knows. I just, the monks chanting and the, the, the drumming stuff from when you're escaping, and this is my rant, uh-huh. from when you're escaping from the exploding ship, those are two of the most iconic tracks in any video game ever. And you can argue with me, that's fine, but I will not budge on that. So there's that. Uh, I think the Flood are the worst. I think they were a terrible idea in terms of game mechanics, and they really slowed this game and every single game that includes them down. Um, and... I don't know how you fix it or what would have been better, but they were a sort of concession to other games that Halo should not have made. Uh, I think there's a lot of funny things about this game when you think about it, but for the most part, this is one of my favorite games from childhood, and I still think it's fun to play. Go for it. I only have things that I want to respond to rapidly. Fair enough. I don't have any... I might... Can I pass? You just recently on my played. Rant? No, you gotta do something over it. Give us a couple of talks. Well, points. yeah, I'm saying I just played through Halo over mm-hmm. the course of three days. All yeah. I did for a large chunk of the day was play through Halo. Yeah. I could not hum a single note of any soundtrack element. Wow. They are totally unmemorable. It's just diffuse, like ah, ah, ooh. To me, the game barely has a soundtrack. Um, You're insane. I think Bungie is a. Uh, a one one note one trick pony. I think Bungie yeah. knows what they do, and they're good good on them for not diverging from it and just doing it better and better and better. And this is the trick, though, right? You but, would agree, Halo is the trick that they do. 
I think Marathon is the trick. So Marathon is not played very much, but Marathon's the first game they made. And to me, they've literally never innovated an idea beyond what they had in Marathon. Um, okay. And yet every aspect of the game has gotten better and better because that's what they do. Sure. Which is why I think it's ludicrous to say Halo soundtrack is great because Destiny is the same team trying to accomplish the same thing. Different musical team. And you, well, reg- They fired their composer memorably in Destiny. That was a big issue. Okay. Yeah. I do feel that he's loyal to the soundscape that because they had hired Bungie him. has because they, they have hired, a sensibility as a creative team. They had hired this guy, and I guess he'd composed some of the music for Destiny, and then they fired him and didn't credit him, and it was a big scandal. Mm. Just you know, that's sure, a, sure, those sure. are part of the information. Well, anyway, the best game soundtrack of all time is Kid Chameleon. But what? Uh, no, it's, it's my rant now. <laughs> All Bungie games, and what I mean by being a one-trick pony, here's the trick, and it's great. Uh, An FPS where you fight aliens, it's always aliens, the aliens always have two or three factions that will be different, slightly different fighting styles and a different art style, most importantly. One will always be a parasitic in nature and adopt the brains of other aliens. And then they invented, oh, there will also always be a robot race. And... Uh, you'll have super floaty FPS elements and you'll kill them all. And to me, in a <laughs> world with the games like Far Cry 5 and Metal Gear Solid 5, where your options for interacting with an enemy are myriad, in even though Destiny is... In a world at this time, 2018. Yeah, even yeah. though Destiny 2 is the sharpest shooter I've probably ever played, I still get bored of... My hand is a gun. That's all it is. It's all right. it'll ever be. I jump way too high and kill stuff with my gun that I point at them. And that's all this game will ever do. And it will always have a techno soundtrack. And it will always have three factions of different looking aliens. If it's not the Flood, it will be the Taken. They're sure. identical. Um, so I think like if you've played all of them, I'm bored of this game. Because to sure. me, I already played Marathon and all the Halos and Destiny 1 and 2. I'm done with this. I'm done with all Bungie games until they do something else. I'm, Fair I, enough. It's enough of this. But that's not how you evaluate Halo. I suppose not. I think I, think I see the merits of... I'll wrap up the rant here so we can just talk. Yeah. I see the merits of what you're... Of all the... I want you to keep convincing me with things that it did great. Because it is hard for me. I played it when it came out and I remember thinking it was okay. And then I just played it this week again. Right. And I thought it was pretty bad. But that's by the standards of, like, I just played Destiny 2 a couple weeks ago. Right. Can you imagine how fucking limited the gun palette in Halo Combat Evolved feels to me? Oh, sure. Um, like, just so much of it just felt like I'm in a giant cube-shaped room. Also, I think a problem all Bungie games have, way too often, especially for an FPS that's fairly linear, I don't know where the fuck I'm supposed to go next or what I'm doing next. That's no funny. one tells you where yeah. in the room. And there will be a tiny little door that leads to an identical hallway that goes to the next room where a thing is going to happen. Right. Uh, end of rant. That's fair. Game on. Love it. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. I think those are all totally valid points if we're going to talk about how much does this game still bear on current first-person shooters. And I I think I have much less reverence in general for first-person shooters than you and probably the general gaming public. Yeah. It's one of my least favorite genres. And yet it's basically... It's the most popular genre other than sports It's where we spend the most money for sure. As a as a I know, but game development thing, I know my taste. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna list the things that am in my memory. I didn't read a bunch of articles for this, but in my memory, things that this game brought either invented or brought as like staples to consoles. <coughs> the first one is grenade use. That's a thing that's yeah, in you every that. yeah. Uh, the two gun system where you can only have two guns. Yeah, which is, do you consider it progress to have no weapon wheel where you used to be able to have all your guns whenever you wanted Uh, them? I think there's something... Doesn't that make it less fun? I disagree. I think it makes it more, like it's a little bit more of a survival game than other first-person shooters are. Like, Halo's not blast everyone to pieces. Halo is actually fight through this like all these situations and survive oh i always played it's more it of as, a survival game i always that played way. it as get to the turret and then blast everyone to pieces with the turret which or, turret oh just the, oh really i only i, I almost that. exclusively cleared everyone with either <clears throat> a vehicle with a bunch of guys on it doing my shooting for me <clears throat> sorry uh i i did in my killing almost exclusively either with my squad mates taking yeah. the hits for me yeah or which by do. taking over an alien turret or vehicle I would say that hey, really because this game would out of vehicles that was it not did a thing. that was great yeah. yeah that was a big thing uh, I would say this game is pretty good about modulating the kinds of destruction and mayhem and scenarios that you experience more than most first there person were shooters. hallways where you quite intentionally couldn't get a vehicle through and you had to FPS yeah. it but yeah. I'll also say <clears throat> I actually don't like the limited gun thing although I don't know why because Hotline Miami is one of my favorite games of recent memory Mm -hmm. and it uses the same thing for the same reason. They want you to feel frantically like I'm out of bullets. I need to pick up a new gun. It makes you have to use a variety of weapons. That's one thing that's cool about it. And, but I would anyway in doom when I have weapons, I switch around every four seconds, but you you recognize that other gamers don't, but what? Okay. I guess you designed for a variety of experiences. Ironically in halo, I found that, I would just wait to find an assault rifle and a needler and then just have those the whole time. It the also, fact that the needler was the one that you settled on. Needler's a great gun. It's I fun. know. I know, but like that's a that's a u- unusual pick. That's not the one I would use. I use the pistol and uh, I use the plasma, plasma rifle. rifle a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's only about six guns in the game, right? No, there's like it's 20 guns li- probably. No way. I mean, I, you want to sit here and list them? out of all. Yeah, no, there totally are. Uh, maybe not 20, but there's I'm going to load the wiki. List as many as you can while I'm doing sure, this. Sure, plasma pistol, plasma rifle, assault rifle, pistol, needler, rocket launcher, sniper rifle. Um, now it's going to get a little bit trickier. Okay, but I got the list up. Is there more than that? Is there more than seven, I said? Assault rifle, sniper rifle, pistol, plasma pistol, plasma rifle, rocket launcher, needler. End of Oh, it. that's it? That's it. There mm. are seven. Okay, you that's my bad. there were 20. That's because they expanded it a lot in Halo 2. That's my bad. I didn't, re- I didn't realize that. Right, right. Where it was like you could get the sword and you can get the... No, you know, there's no, I wish there was a sword. That's all in two. Right. Yeah. In two, they, they fixed a lot of those problems where right, it's like, right. you know... Where you just don't have the variety of gun. Um, I so I was I'm shitting on the two gun thing, but I wanted to say that by way of saying they invented something I love that most FPSs do now, which right. is <coughs> pardon, which is fuck health boxes or weird green dots. If you get into cover and wait yes, a while, that's great. You recover, which is unrealistic in games. There's a lot of games where you there's no explanation for why that is. Like, right. you don't have a shield. You're just a right. normal dude. But if you sit for a minute, you can recover. Um, and yet, I find that that has improved the pacing of a lot of cover-based FPSs. Because you don't want to constantly be reloading a checkpoint. Don't put a sound effect there, Michael. Checkpoint. Um, you want to be just, like, retreating... And then being like, okay, what should I do? Ah, I have a new plan. Okay, and going back out and right. trying again. It allows you to do like sorties. And then in multiplayer, it gives a really good balance of being able to be like, oh shit, I'm almost dead, guys. Like, I gotta run over behind this rock for like, give me 30 seconds. Right. And there's more weight on your team, right. and then you can cycle in. So Actually, I've enjoyed that. The flag that. was amazing in this game as a multiplayer yes, thing. Yes, like, it was. That was so fun. Um, and I had still some... like the series Red versus Blue also. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I think Speaking that of media most of the lore that came out of this was really dumb, in my opinion. Uh, and also, this universe really falls apart when you tug at it, which is the thing I want to talk about later. Uh, but one of the things that made this particular game the best of the Halo games, in my opinion, aside from it being first, is that it's the only one that is a survival horror trope game as as compared to the rest of them, which are more in the... Space Military epic. conquest, yes. space epic. Right. This is the one where you're trapped in a place and you have to find a way off this planet. And you also, in the course of finding a way off the planet, are trying to figure out what it does. Yeah. That's a good plot device. And it was an interesting enough environment that it was fun because of that. You the, know, like the scope was limited enough that this was a fun experience. I do think it borrows quite heavily from Alien. Aliens and Alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aliens in particular. The flawed are face huggers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, totally. the initial, the little bug ones. They have, like, the fucking hard case sergeant with the cigar. Exactly. And they have the lady well, who pilots the yeah, pipe. The, oh, no, that's Keys. Oh, you're talking about the drill sergeant. Yeah, he's yeah. exactly like And alien. they have that one lady that's like, nine or five, five, yeah. five, like that lady. Your like, space that marines one. and yeah. all their equipment and vehicles are very alien. Very much. Um, so, I guess you were talking about the plot being good, if not transcendently yeah, it's pretty good. good. But the flood letting you down. Here's my question: What did you not like about the flood? I didn't like me, them as a thing to play against. Their appearance. Oh, so just the gameplay. Yes. Because their appearance is the only original component of the plot. I mean, what comes of that? In a nutshell, if you haven't played right. it or haven't played it a long time, 
you land on this place. Uh, the most glaring plot hole to me you is... You get attacked by a covenant ship. You get attacked by a covenant who are just evil aliens who have been fighting humans for a while because there's a war. Fuck you, it doesn't matter. There's that. There's a yeah. lot of lore behind that, but yeah. not in the first game. In the first game, they don't tell you... They just say it. Just says humans have been in conflict with the Covenant for a while. I think you know that you're on the run from them. Yes, I think you know that. I know, but I'm saying the entire political backstory of how tensions escalated was fleshed out later. A hundred percent. So we're just focusing on the first one. So I'm just going to say stuff you know from that. Right. Um, Because for some reason, the location of Earth, which we were trying jealously to protect, is held in one location that has no. Safe way to scramble or beam away or do anything else. Yeah, that's with. a problem. Yeah, you have to. He has to physically take the AI called Cortana, who is, becomes housed in his helmet, uh, and separate it from the ship so that she's harder to catch. Now, the plot hole that's so glaring to me is then your first order of business immediately is to willingly infiltrate a giant covenant ship wasn't the whole reason you were jettisoned well, you gather survivors first but sure. i know but wasn't the whole reason you were jettisoned with cortana in your brain to stay far away from the conflict or could you put cortana in a in a thumb drive and put it somewhere safe and go kill some fools and come back to your home base and consult with cortana well you put cortana in a thumb drive and put it in the safest place there is which, which is, is the master Halo chief's Operating head so, right but i'm saying uh, that's the safest you place there is you don't see that as a plot hole no, not that. The no. safest place there is is not a frontline soldier who's doing all the most dangerous missions. Head. That's it, the least safe. It place is there when is. it is when there is no place the aliens cannot get to. They cannot get to Earth because they already established they don't but know you, the location. You can't beam her to Earth is a problem, and I'll give you that. That's fine. You could. I'm saying she doesn't have to exist physically. You could delete from her memory the location of Earth right before the aliens come. Right. In fact, that should but be they a failsafe built into her. Sure. Why do they only have the location of Earth in one place and it's on the warship that's, that's on the dumb. run? It's all st- it's that's stupid. Dumb. That's not all the right. only plot hole. There's another big one too, but oh, go ahead. Okay. Well, the point is the Halo is the device led by, uh, left by ancient aliens. Everyone wants to know what it is. The Covenant do and you do because it's a super weapon and the Covenant think it'll turn the tide of the war. And the Covenant believe, and it's, this is in the game, mm-hmm. believe this is left by their their gods their progenitors yeah right. you believe it was left by some ancient aliens but you just don't believe they were divine or whatever right um you f- fight your way into the inner workings of the halo cortana uh does a thing interacting with it that turns off its shield or something or makes it ready to be used fired it turns yeah. out it is a super weapon and you go oh, cool maybe this will turn the tide of the war in our favor that makes an alfred the butler type ai or by that i just mean a dormant algorithm whose job is caretaker. Wake up. It's called Guilty Spark 343. Three, four, three. And this AI goes, okay, I'll help you do that. And it seems innocent. Sure. And then the twist happens, which is that the Flood, super weapon is a weapon. But what it does is, uh, yeah, you th- so the Flood, sorry. The Flood are f- this evil, mindless, facehugger, Zerg type species. that People, are gonna, people know this, I think. That are a yeah. scourge and going to kill the whole universe. Yeah. So the Halo was built. And he's like, oh, great. That makes sense. The halo was built to kill the scourge. I'm going to turn it on. Turn it on. And Guilty Spark 343 goes, yeah, turn it on. And then Cortana (laughs) goes, no, I just read the secret thing. And it says that it doesn't kill the flood. It kills all living sentient people in the galaxy where the flood outbreak is occurring. The flood's food. Because the, the ancient aliens decided the flood are so dangerous, that's the only, which again is stolen from Alien. I believe that's why the Prometheus aliens... 
become hostile because once the xenomorphs are created and released as a biological weapon, everyone's like, oh shit, we have to just level this sector of the universe because these things are too dangerous. So it literally is alien. (laughs) I don't know if what you're saying is... It's true of the alien universe. But I don't know if it's in aliens. No, no, no. I'm saying it's true as of the events in Prometheus. Which is later than Which is far later. I'm just saying. Okay, so you're right. It's not lifted because it came years before. Right. But that's the plot in a nutshell. Right. And then classic horror ending. You escape. You are able to stop the universe from ending, but the Flood are also still alive and Guilty Spark is still alive. Well, and... uh, the flood are defeated for now. The flood, <laughs> the the biggest problem with the flood is how did they contain them on the halos in the first place? Why do you not That's like fighting? That's fucking against ridiculous. Them also. Well, but just because sure. we're talking about plot holes, sure. it's a it's a massive problem. Like, why are the flood on the halo inst- installations? Like, and how are they contained there? And if they could contain them. Why did they not, like we did with polio, like right. why are they not fully exactly. extinguished? Why yeah. don't you shoot them with bullets? Because you Until can. Until there's none left. Right. You seem to have them locked in a room. Exactly. <laughs> Even though they escape and like they have a grave mind we find out in later entries and stuff, they seem pretty defeatable. They end up being pretty defeatable. Right, there's just a lot of them, but bullets right. kill them. Right. The reason I don't <laughs> like the flood is that they're, they're, they don't do interesting things. They just rush at you. And, like, they don't even really shoot very much. Like, very rarely they shoot. Mm. And they are occasionally just kind of unfair. You know what I mean? Like, meaning, like, uh, once in a while, one of the little goblins will just pop up behind you with a shotgun and, like, guess what? You're going to restart. And that's annoying because you're used to, by this time, at the time you're fighting the Flood, you're used to a much more complicated AI system that, at the time, was actually pretty significant uh, and... And uh, no, I landmark I, in video. I games. think one of Bungie's true innovations, and I'm just saying, I think they're right. trying to ride it for too long. But it doesn't mm-hmm. detract from what mm-hmm. a true innovation it is. Is every Bungie game, they the way they squeeze fun out of it is each alien race has a distinct way of fighting you. Yes, it has different tactics. That's their signature thing. They've been pretty good with like in destiny. It's great. Like the yeah, robots fight very differently than the man. They do. It's been too long. I forgot all the names the of the races in that. Yeah. The Vex. But what are the, the ones who, okay. The little guys who scream and run away with their arms flailing in halo. Those are grunts in destiny. I right. think inspired directly inspired the race that is like that. The Fallen? The, the Fallen. Yeah. The Fallen. Thank you. Definitely. The cowardly race. I mean, everyone... <laughs> the sneaking, like, yeah. goblin race. There's no doubt at all, and you will not hear me argue, that Destiny is not derivative of Halo. It definitely is. It's different in some substantial ways, but it's derivative. Down to, you didn't say this, but 343 Guilty Spark, the fucking weird thing. Is the you ghost. have a ghost. Yeah, yeah. You have a ghost. It's the same thing. Uh I totally agree with you. That's not even a debatable thing. Yeah. And but in Halo Combat Evolved, for the mass audience, because I don't know this other game series you're talking about, for the mass audience, it introduced all those things to mm. us. And those things are now still the way we do video games. Eighteen years later, it's pretty important. You know, it's hard to under. I just, and did you not have fun when you were playing it this time? Was it not fun for you? Not very. It was a slog. Really, I I still but find I it fun. I think that's from sheerly from the aspect of. Everything's been built on so much that I don't, it's hard not to, mm-hmm. like, I wanted it to be as fun as Destiny, and it's not. It's hard with video games because video games aren't like movies in that I can go back and watch Casablanca, right? 
mm. and go, that's where almost all movies that are good started, is this movie. Like, this is the one. You can see that it's a Rosetta Stone. With video games, somebody can tell me that, and I can experience it, but I can't go back and un have the unexperienced the many first-person shooter games I've played. It does happen with movies, too, but it's a lesser degree. It doesn't cloud it as much. But it's there harder. Are, there are movies, I find, especially in comedy, because comedy is so surprise-based. Yes. Uh, if you see a classic comedy that, like, your grandparents tell you, you can sometimes objectively be like, oh, wow, that's the first time that joke structure was ever used. Mm-hmm. My hat is off to them. But I've heard that joke a thousand times. Right, it's done like now. Marx Brothers. Right. The fact that you invented that joke doesn't make me laugh in the moment. But, but if when you sit down and realize they invented 12 joke styles that are used to this day, like the Hangover series uses jokes that are very similar to Marx Brothers jokes, but you can't. You can't take back knowing the joke. Right. You can't go back and have the same laugh you would have had. Exactly. If you were a person of that time. And, and that sucks. Because it I, sucks for Duck Soup and other movies does. like that that are really great. Actually, you know? Marx Brothers hold up only because the movie will literally have 10,000 jokes. I'll still laugh out loud because there's so many that some are fresh. I, I just want to make this one comparison. This show is not about that. No, but <laughs> but it's but this is reasonable because what we're trying to talk about is how do you go back right. and evaluate an old game when you have a current experience? I just recently replayed Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Not the entire thing. 64? No, or... the first one. Star Fox on the SNES. Star Fox on the SNES. Star Fox. <laughs> uh, and, I, and like you contrast that with any Star Wars Rogue Squadron game that's been made since 2002. Star Fox is almost unplayable. I played it's, Star Wars TIE Fighter on my uh, yeah, Macintosh that's CD-ROM a great game. recently. That's a very good game. But Star Fox... Not anymore, though, by our standards. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But Star Fox is almost unplayable, in part because of graphics and the motion stuff, but also in part because it's just clumsy. Halo is a little bit more updated than Star Fox. It's probably like nine years newer, but it's still very playable compared to a lot of things from that era it that are is, not. It is, but it feels so like a first volley. It really it does. does. Yeah, and it's it does. because I know what's coming. Yes. There are two alien types... And it feels like it needs four, but there will be in the next in Halo right. Two. But we weren't tired and it of has that. Then. Seven guns, and it feels right. like I need twelve. And right. in Halo Two, there will be. Right. So I just it, it was frustrating. It felt like a slog. Fit. It felt like I was doing homework for this show. I would <laughs> fair enough. I would argue that Halo Two is more fun to play, but you care way less. I care way less, less about the. Pl- I didn't care that much about Halo One's plot, though. I liked Halo One's plot. I think I I think of it as a competent action sci-fi killing aliens movie, but yeah. That's pretty good for a video game. Right, but it's not as deep as a... I don't know. It's, not, just, a, it's not a landmark narrative at all. It's the same reason that I don't... I'm more bored by Star Wars movies than other people Fair are. Enough. I Although Star Wars movies have interpersonal arcs I do care about, mm-hmm. but I, I have a hard time as a 33-year-old person who's seen enough of these movies. It's really hard to get my heart racing without a script that's good. Like just because the lasers are going towards the giant thing. Oh, I hope the giant thing blows up. Oh, I hope, um, that doesn't do it for me anymore in a movie or a game or anything. Like, I mean, I want something sophisticated going on. We are older now and have seen many things. I would also argue that like comedy, the action adventure genre Mm -hmm. and the first person shooter genre, therefore also doesn't age as well because you're going to see so many things that are derivative of it, That's so that you get the feelings. Say, you know? Is FPS 
more so than any other genre is reliant on the visceral experience uh, that is the game itself right. because that's why it's the most popular. It's the simplest, most accessible genre because it is the thing itself. And what I mean by that is every RPG you have to get into conversations about, Oh, was this, was the magic system clever or like fair or well-balanced? And what's right. the story? The story is incredibly wrapped up with everything you do in a, most RPGs and FPS, the plot certainly exists, and it can be good or bad. Sometimes they're very good. But the main thing about an FPS... No, I'm not even saying... Yeah, I'm saying whether it's good or bad. Right. The main thing about an FPS, far more than other genres, is does it feel super good right. the way that when you pull the trigger, it works? Does, does it, it shoot good. right? Does yeah. it shoot good? Does it game good? <laughs> yeah. And because of that, there's less to an old FPS is competing on a level that it's not fair to compete on. It can't compete. Like, how can I say, is Halo Combat Evolved as good as Destiny 2? Of course not. Of course not. And it's not no, their sure. fault. But you can still go back and play Super Mario 3 and compare it to because, Super Mario Odyssey and but, be like, 3's fucking great. No, it's but a great we game. were saying earlier, though, yeah, we were talking Super about Mario 1, you really bad. go. Yeah. I'm sorry, the physics are so bad yeah, because it's bad. just a matter of pixels moving. Yeah. It's frustratingly clunky and stupid. It's true. But my point is, by the time you're at Super Mario World for the SNES, the physics are good enough that now it's satisfactory and all I need to see is variations on platforming, and that's what we got, a million and variations on That's one on of the greatest games ever made. And because it has a lower threshold of perfection, physics-wise, yeah. I think from that point forward, platformers were like freed from this constraint. Yes. Whereas FPSs are never totally free. They're still in the arms race of. Right. But is it per, does it feel realistic like right. shooting something does? Which is a sick thing to say. But we were talking about Far Cry Five. Like you said in our Far Cry episode. There's a constant arms race to be like, what's the most realistic murder simulator? That is a thing in gaming. Yes. And I think FPSs is where that's the most pressing question. And because of that, I can only, I can only uh, analytically go back and be like, Halo invented eight things on this list right. that make playing Far Cry more fun. Therefore, right. it deserves credit for that. Right. But if I play Far Cry and then I play Halo, back-to-back -back Halo 1, I'm Far like... Far Cry is more fun, sure. I'm Currently like, more fun. As I'm playing Halo, I'm like, why can't I do this or right. that or this or right. this? Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. I want to talk about the tone of Halo uh, because it also is unique in gaming, in my experience. I wish you had played Marathon, and I'll stop bringing it up, but... Fair enough. Bungie actually is an area where I'm going to give big ups and probably agree with you a lot. I love their tone yeah. and lore, even yes. though even into Destiny, the plot is not dispensed well, but the plot is cool. Um, like, in Marathon, it's like it's exactly like this, the tone I think you're about to describe, but 10 shades darker. It's very oh, dark and creepy. I kind of like good. that. It's fun. So one of the things that Bungie does super well then, I guess I'll say, is they manage to create a heroic vibe, but a heroic vibe that's not gl like glory, glory of war vibe, but just sort of a, you're a hero, this is adventurous, this is tough, you're going to make it. Uh, with like a slightly more military twinge than we'd seen. I think there is Glory of War as the series progress. Yes, it's one of the tones yeah, they play on. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a little bit like a pre World War II tone. Well, you're supposed you know? to love your roughnecks yeah. that ride or die with you. No you kidding, know? right? And they're they're hilarious. Yeah, uh, very much so. But like 
they give you sort of slightly personal aliens, like they're they're aliens with personalities, so you feel like you're beating a person, and the that's fun. Are actually silly. They act they're like so Kermit silly. the Frog. We want to talk about them later, uh, <laughs> about because I have some things to say about that. Uh, but more than that, like you really get the feeling at times that like you're doing something of substance and significance in a way that you don't feel when you're blowing up the Statue of Liberty in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which you don't do. But I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like where you have these epic. But in Call of Duty 2, when I finally pushed to the, the Call of Duty actually 2? Stalingrad, yeah. yeah. And we erected the flag in the ruins. That did that it? felt momentous. Okay. Yeah. Because I Great. know that was a real historical moment that really happened, and I felt like I earned the ability to pretend I was there. And, and was Halo so doesn't do that, and I like well, that. Well, because none of this shit happened, uh, obviously. <laughs> but also, I would say Call of Duty really lost steam emotionally I've after it did that. I've lost that feeling, yeah. yeah. Whereas Halo, I don't know how you feel about it now, but I would say when I go back and play Combat Evolved specifically... I do still have the feeling of like, God damn, it's great to campaign again. Like I, I feel like I'm one of the guys with the sergeant. I, I, and that's fun. You know, like it's so hard to create that feeling and they do a great job of it, in my opinion. I feel like the feeling of being dropped in the environment was as revolutionary because it had similar timing of the Mario 64 mm-hmm. feeling we've discussed where Mario 64 is a very well-designed game, Definitely. but it has gameplay flaws and sure. it has it. The graphics are, they tried as hard as they could because of the limitations. They're they're clumsy. They're chunky. Yeah, they're clumsy. But part of the reason it's stuck in all of our hearts, besides the soundtrack, there's a great soundtrack. That's a great soundtrack, too. Very melancholy tone, Yeah, uh, which was a weird but great choice. Um, It, just the transition from the 2D to the 3D world, similar to, I imagine, playing VR, a really good VR game for the first time. You're like, oh, man. 3D Mario, that in and of itself, you're like, that. this is feels epic. Because yeah. look how far away, like in 2D Mario, you can't see the other side of the level right. from where you're standing. It's only just the frame you're on. People take right. that for granted, but we used to be amazed that you were like, you can see many blocks away. Right. What's going on? <laughs> That's awesome. I have to get up that mountain? Holy shit. Like that pyramid yeah. I'm going to have to climb eventually? Well, yeah, because I can see a star on top. Holy shit. Um and Halo gave me that feeling the first time I remember distinctly. It's really sprawling well, for a video game. The idea of the Halo shaped planet is also awesome. It's a good idea, and it's crazy easy to accomplish even with limited graphics. Yeah, you just Smart. have to always include in your skybox that shape of the Halo that's right. going up over your head, and it makes you feel like you're in a fucking Halo, which is a cool place to be. Definitely, you're in. You're, I mean, the whole time you're walk anytime you want to. You can look up and be like, oh, I'm not on a planet. I'm in this inside of this crazy ring. It just feels cool. I agree. I It's hard to replace the feeling when you first played it in that time of how epic it felt. When it, you could look like, up and wow. see the other yeah. end of the halo, yeah. And it really had that in a way that games almost never have. Right, because like before that I had played Unreal was probably the first, or like Quake. Or Doom. And yeah. those were like... Okay, you're in the prison ship. You escape. Now you're in a series of caves. Right. You're never in a giant open area right. where you can look miles away. Right, yeah. where people come in and airdrop stuff to you. Like, yeah. there were airdrops all the time in Halo. And it was yeah. like, fuck, this is cool, man. Yeah. Like, oh shit, people are flying in. That's crazy. That stuff's, you know, we're just sort of now nostalgically five remembering. Five. <laughs> five, five, five. In the pipe, five, five, five. So, StarCraft also has that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this question uh, How do you feel about? the retreading that happens in Halo 
where you play at least half of the missions are retreading area you've already been in. With the enemies scattered in a different pattern, Correct. basically. With slightly different weather and time of day and stuff like that. But yeah, you're playing the levels backwards. I think it's I think the farther you back you go in gaming, the more of that there is literally just to pad out the length of the game. Yeah. And as we've gotten further and further like God of War four, which I know you haven't played, but not yet. came out very recently as of this taping. Um there's a lot of retreading in that, but the central thesis is, which is true of Norse mythology, that there's planes on top of planes. Like, there's nine dimensions that are all overlaid on top ah. of each other. So every time you retread, even though the outline of the building, you can like tell that it's the same room that you were in before. Right. It looks and operates so radically different because now it's completely different dimensions version of that That's room. That's cool. Uh, so I feel like new games have found clever ways to prevent that and... It's now unacceptable. Like how you said Breath of the Wild invented good climbing. Now Horizon Zero oh, Dawn, it's unacceptable. Yeah. So I'm not shitting on Halo Combat Evolved. The retreading was a necessary limitation of the time, but I wouldn't count that as good or like a good trope. No, it's they, bad. I would it's say. a bad thing they eventually overcame and got rid of. I mean, the next game. It's right. the only one that did it. And if you flash forward to Destiny, of course, at any time, you can just be like, you know what? Fuck this mission. Teleport me to space. Okay, drop me right there. But <laughs> Destiny is weirdly. Destiny is also you retread sometimes. You, all the time. You replay the same areas all the time in well, Destiny. That's, mm, that's one of the things that sucks about. I it. would say that you do right, because do, your right. interest in Destiny is getting collectibles that you can only get in end game by beating the same mission twenty times because you have to collect a drop. I buy a new Destiny game. I play every mission exactly once because then I've experienced all the game and then I stop. Except for the raid, but sure. Yeah, but I don't I don't play something 50 times to get Majilnor or whatever, uh, Galahorn, because I wouldn't want to. I'm offended that you even mispronounced that I word. I don't want the game to become not fun to me, so I'm not going to do fair. that to myself. Well, but again, <laughs> the game does posit, and I'm not here to talk about Destiny, but the game does posit that this end game activity content is the best stuff. So the fact that I have to replay it a bunch suggests that they lost the that thread. That they want between, you to play a lot. Well, of course. Replay, that, yeah. that, of course they do. And Halo, only the first game had that problem. And I only mention it because what's the experience like when you go back and play it? And it is interesting that it doesn't bother you as much as it would in a different game. Well, I am not, I play games to have a finite artistic experience. Sure. Uh, I am not a guy, I don't play games to have a hobby or second job or something. It's right. just not my makeup. And I, I can't wrap my head around why some people do. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't, or it's one way is better or worse, but right. like, I don't play any games that go indefinitely. Does that mean like, I will just stop then. Yeah. So you're not I a World Warcraft guy. No game like that. No yeah. game that theoretically goes indefinitely with a series of updates because I'm going to want to play a completely different new game that has come out by then. Okay. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> What's the best first-person shooter campaign you can think of that you ever played? Are you counting FPSs? I, so it's not just, it's FPS. Or you know what I mean? Like It's like a game like Soma or something that's first-person. But, but can we, we're limiting it to games where your primary interaction is shooting the enemy, right? I think right? so. I think I, so. Because okay. that's fair to compare those. In that case, I think I would give it to Half-Life 1, probably. That's a great answer. And and that predates Halo, correct? That was in I'm the 90s. I'm not sure. I think it was in the 90s. Okay. I think that's right. 
Yeah, but as we discussed in between tapings, I have issues with Valve because they seem so fucking smug and too cool for us. A hundred percent. But I but Half Life was a really creative story. Yes. And Halo is and not rein- as creative as Anna that. reinvented the way stories are dispensed in FPS and everyone does that now. For sure. Yeah. But, but the reason I even bring that question up at all mm-hmm. is that Halo's pretty high on that list for Best stories in a first-person shooter campaign. Halo One. Or yeah. Do you mean the entire Halo One. No, 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 not the whole, the whole series. Franchise. Halo One. Because, like, I mean, some people will really defend Halo, the the lore, and as like, it goes extent. on and on. I don't. I think it's silly. But I think the first game was really creative and interesting. And again, because it was a survival game, which most great franchises are. Terminator is a survival story. Alien is a survivor story. Like this is what happens with a lot of our epic adventure stuff is they uh, start with that genre. I was going to say action and adventure specifically. Yes. Not yes. I wouldn't say the bulk of narratives are survival Of course stories. not. But a lot of our action franchises start with you're trapped in a place and there's a monster you have to escape, you know. And, yeah. and then by the we end you either have out to kill it or get away from it. And Halo fi- and Halo knew that. Yeah, like yeah. Bungie knew that about yeah. that, you know. Uh, anyway, that's the only point I want to make. So I had a couple of joke observations and then maybe we can move on. What do you think? I think that you should stop telling people that and pretend that you're organically coming up with them <laughs> off the top of your head. Every time I flinch, I'm like, do you not want them to think that we're cool and funny guys? I'm fine being as cool we, and funny as I am. We agreed ahead you know? of time that we would slip in funny <laughs> crack style joke <laughs> observations to right. liven up every episode. Right. And we would think about them ahead of time because you can't right. always think of them on the moment. Right. And I didn't know that you were going to blow up our spot every time and go, here are our pre-written joke bits for this one. Well, but they're always like clearly researched ideas. They're not I like, know, but you're supposed to enough. Jerry Seinfeld it and be like, you know what I noticed this time? What's the deal with uh, me being here with a mic and a pre-written plan? Pre-written bit that's very funny. Right. Yeah. Next time I'll I'll Seinfeld you, just like that. I'll pop in like Kramer. Okay, so uh, I think if you really think more than two seconds about this, you'll agree with me that the Covenant Army is basically an elite practical joke. Because an elite meaning the the aliens that are the elites. The ones that are actually the most humanoid soldiers. Yes, the ones that are hard to kill. Because the rest of them are so inept and cartoonish and they all speak the same language that they must be laughing their asses off at the grunts in general. They have to be. Because why the fuck are those guys on the battlefield? Well, they're like an alien race that's useless in a fight, but that they have an alliance with. And they're like, look, there's a war. You guys got to come. They're <laughs> right. like, but we're about fighting. We don't care. You promised. It's an alliance. Send 20 guys. I don't care. Right. They're just going to run away. <laughs> Let them run away. Right. What if I, <laughs> you could run at them with your grenades, thus ending your life. That yeah. might be useful. <laughs> they're so like, they're the saddest, most confused little boys, yeah. like all of them out there. If you're, if you're an elite, you're just thinking of them like living grenades. Like that's their point. Right. You know? Or that like, it buys you a fraction of a second that the player has to shoot a couple of them before they start looking at you. Exactly. <laughs> so you know the elites have thought that shit through because yeah. they're a more advanced race. Second thing is they don't even give the grunts good weapons. <laughs> like no. they until the later Halos. I like the Needler. That's fine, but like you get if that from the grunts. Yeah, but if you're in a firefight with dudes with bullets, don't you want that plasma rifle? That's what I want. That's, you know? I felt it my earthly duty to rely on the terrestrial assault rifle. I don't sure. want to like be using the alien technology. Okay, well, that brings up my oh, second observation. Also, joke why the, observation, yeah. sorry. Why the fuck is Cortana a scantily clad hot woman? No idea. She's like the greatest defense mind ever created <laughs> to house all of our military secrets. And they're right. like, 
Give her like a Courtney Cox bob cut. <laughs> right. Give her the Pulp Fiction haircut. Yeah, Could you have yeah. that, please? Uh, I totally agree. There are some things that are so 90s about this game that are really dumb, such as, I, I actually listed, wrote down a list of this, uh, such as, why do they sell fucking bullets? Why would you have bullets in 500 years? Well, do their ships fire plasma? Do we ever see that? They are in a war with the Covenant. The one That's how they got the shields. Mm, right. It's from the Covenant. But isn't there a chance that we have yet to figure out how to reverse engineer plasma rifles? Like we just Steal their guns. It? No, there's no chance. That's insane. Okay. Figure that shit out. That's totally bananas. Why are they still making cigars 500 years from now? Like, no, see, see, see. People are allowed to like what they like. What do you mean? First of all, there's no chance the human race, having advanced into a, sea, a spacefaring people who are in a military mm-hmm. like dictatorship, still smoke. Would That's you rather happening. he was like vaping the whole time throughout the game? <laughs> I think I'd rather he didn't seem exactly like aliens. But what do I? What can I, I say? I would love to see a sci-fi movie with a drill sergeant scene where the drill right. sergeant is chomping on the end of a cigar, like <laughs> the girth of a cigar, but it's a vape pen right. that just Real shoots dumb. out an absurd amount of steam that's like a cigar vape. Yeah. It's like that one... That one it's uh, just vapor. Do you remember Let Me? Do you remember the video for Let Me Ride, that Dr. Dre song? Let no. Me Ride? They had a guy who was blowing out weed smoke for song, like five minutes. It was oh. so long. It's like One that. breath? Like one breath? I think out? it was slowed down okay. or something. It, it right. was great. Uh, it was like super memorable. Okay, last thing. The flood situation, meaning the fact that they are stored on these halos that are also designed to destroy them, to suggest to me that whoever designed Halo is actually the same guy that invented the Saw movies. <laughs> like, the, they're creating a sort of death trap scenario where there's no way out. You know what I mean? Right, like, it that's is. the whole point is it's a big giant prank on whoever lands on this fucking planet. It's a ship with no instructions <laughs> right. that right. all you said is, in there... There's a bad thing locked up. Yeah. If it gets it out. out, this button says weapon on it. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a prank because yes. the button that says weapon kills you and everyone on board the Halo. And you're like, why'd you even put this here? Why right. did you leave this why here? Why didn't in you space? blow these fucking flood up yourself, you <laughs> yeah. asshole? Why didn't you why did you make an elaborate zoo for why them? Why was your last act not to hurl the halo into a sun? What what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> why did you take the take the flood and put them separately on all the halos we find out later? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's totally ridiculous. Okay, you wanna move on to our last segment? We should, yeah. Yeah. Keep or delete. Checkpoint. Mm. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. 
It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Um, Delete. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. There's no way I'm going to delete this game. I just, I just think that it, unless you don't want a canon that's at all historical. I, if you want a canon that's at all historical, this game has to be on it, in my opinion. My canon is not based on historicity, no. So that's good to say. At all? It's good. No for, historicity. No. It's like I really try to think of this show, and that's yeah. just how I view it. You don't have to view it the yeah. same way. But if we have full disclosure, sure. people will know why I'm coming from where I'm coming from. Sure. I, we started this show, or at least my agenda is, I think video games should be held to the same standard and respected as much as art. Right. Real art. Right. So I judge every game from no historic standpoint just how does this compare to a Rembrandt painting? And that might not make sense to you, but that's what I mean. I mean, I don't compare him to Rembrandt how specifically. Is, how does this artistic experience manifest itself in my body and mind as I experience it in a void? And I try to just do that. Right. So again, and I'm, I'm not trying to be difficult with this, but like what that means is that your canon will always be in flux and updated entirely based on new content. You mean in the sense that why... Which is what I was about to say. Why right. would I keep Halo Combat Evolved when there's Destiny 2? Which is the right. same, but it works much better. Right. And you're saying the argument is right, but don't you have to give the historic credit to? Like, it, it'd be like having a, a, a movie canon and not having something like Gone with the Wind on it. I don't like Gone with the Wind. I think it's a chore. It's boring to watch now. It's boring to I watch agree. now, but you can't not have it on there for so many reasons. Or Wizard of Oz. You know, like Citizen some movie Kane, that's, right. Citizen Kane's actually still fun to watch, in my opinion. But Oh, I agree. But, but I mean, you can't not... There are objective, and I think Halo's still fun yeah. to play. But, but yeah. that, that's a debatable thing, you know. Uh, well, that's why you're allowed to keep it enough. if you want. I'm keeping it. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm so just going to stare at you for the rest of the there. night. Yeah. I, I wouldn't keep any Bungie. I just don't think they're up to snuff. That's insane. Yeah. Totally well, insane. Too floaty. Would you ever keep a Marvel movie in the movie canon? Absolutely not. That's the fair. only one that might squeak in is Iron Man 1, and still unlikely. That seems right. Uh, you know me, and hopefully the audience will get to know me, and then they can know, you know, like you knew whether you agreed with Siskel or Eber more. I think as long as we're transparent about why we feel the way we feel, that's yeah, the most useful thing I agree. for the audience. Um, but yeah, I... Like, uh, is the way I always say it, but it's the only way I can say it. I like the Coen brothers. I don't like sure. Marvel movies. Sure. I, uh, I don't think it makes me smarter than anyone or anything, but I like shit that's really sophisticated and layered. And when shit is not, no amount of spectacle draws me in. I'm bored. That's insane, but I will <laughs> allow it to pass because we got to get going, right? Got to get out of here. Got to get going. Well, you should you should explain why you'd keep it in a few more words. That's I fine. You if you, yeah, it, uh, I would keep it because, for one thing, I think the experience of it is irreplaceable when it mm -hmm. came out. I think, and and I understand that's not the only criteria, but I think it is a criteria. Uh, I think that the ability to link consoles together and play this game, which is what almost everybody who had it did. They would go get a friend with an Xbox yeah, and play it together. It was hella fun. I'm not it was, detracting That was amazing. That. It was like a super fun thing yep. that was unique to that time. And it launched the Xbox brand, 
which right. super matters. Like that's a huge part of this game's legacy. Right. Um, they're the third party. Yeah, yeah. Xbox <laughs> won't let this franchise die because of that. Right. They wouldn't have a successful console if it wasn't for that. And aside from all those superfluous things, this game is still fun. It changed the gaming in all the ways that I said that it did. And uh, I think that it deserves to be acknowledged as uh, a one-of-a-kind experience that's been duplicated too much. Those mostly seem like technical innovations. So, sure. like, did you like Avatar? I kind of did like Avatar, okay. but I, I the story was not good, I can but ad- I did like it. I can admire all the technical innovations Avatar achieved and still think it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, which I do. Halo is not Avatar in that respect. No, but I guess my point is technical innovations. Like, there's a reason the Oscars, the technical Oscars, no one cares. When I say keep or delete, I'm saying would it win Best Picture, not should it, should it sweep all the technical awards. And you I'm know? saying that... Uh, it would win cinematography. It would win sound editing. It would, you know, what I mean, it would win all those categories. It doesn't have the best story ever, if that's your metric, which yeah. it usually is. I also think it has a good story for a first-person shooter, which we said we talked about that at length. I have to say this because I believe it to my core. Here we go. But then I'm gonna let you have the last word because it, okay. it can't stand unchallenged. I don't think FPSs are an artistically worthwhile genre. That's just judging a thing on the basis of preference and not allowing art Um, to expand enough, in my opinion. I would say based, I'm saying it based on the full number of all FPSs I've ever played, and that's all I can do. Uh, I mean, we have Bioshock for sure. I was going to say, the only ones that really make the genre seem worth its weight are Bioshock Infinite and Half-Life. I think if you had a movie canon that didn't include... Something like Star Wars or like Die Hard or like something like that, if it didn't include that whole air like arena of filmmaking, that canon would be garbage. But FPSs, other than I mentioned exceptions that I do think are great, right? FPSs are never even written as well as Die Hard. FPSs are written as well as like Rambo 4. No, but again, everything and is. And I sort don't of, think that's artistically worthwhile movie. But some <laughs> things are are relative to the enti- the larger context of video games, specifically. Mm-hmm. Like we've said this many times, but video games have yet to achieve the heights narratively that movies do. And I'm and trying I know you're to be part of the change and get people to demand I understand more. That. But if that's true, then your canon is like three things. And that's not... And that's okay by me. No, if no, I'm no. Calling It's got to represent no, what exists, I'm in call, my opinion. I'm calling out how much this medium needs to and can improve. I'm going to hold it to a high standard. If all we're going to use this amazing, innovative storytelling medium for is variations on murder simulation, I'm going to say video games weren't worthwhile. I need to see that's fair. this evolve into a legitimate... Storytelling media. When I say that's fair. And there fair, are many games that are achieving that, which we will discuss. When I say that's fair, I mean that is logically <laughs> consistent, <laughs> but I think you're bananas. Uh, but, good. But you're consistent, and I'll give good, you that. Good, good, good. Mm. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been a Small Beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The Beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the Small Beans grow into huge, giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.